This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I hope that you survived your Monday. Bit of a manic Monday. It was for me anyway. Uh, Penny is needing extra care. And so I have to wake up every couple hours to take care of her. I made the mistake on Monday of sleeping in my bed. (laughs) That was the big mistake with Penn on Monday. Uh, So she loves, loves, loves to sleep next to the bed. All right. She's done that as long as I've had her, 12 years. And sometimes I have her bed there. Sometimes when it's warmer out, she just prefers the cool floor. Uh, And even at 14 plus, she can still climb the stairs. Now, she goes super slow. She takes one or two steps at a time unless she's really feeling frisky and then she might take three. But sometimes I have to help her. Well, I don't have to, but I do help her because I can support her her underneath her belly and kind of help her back legs a little bit and that way she goes straight up. Then she'll go all the way up without stopping. So I let her come upstairs, helped her to come upstairs in the morning as I was getting ready for bed on Monday after we'd had our walks and stuff and breakfast and insulin and water and hats and treats and everything else, it's a whole ordeal. So I'm helping her up the stairs. I let her go to sleep. I'm thinking, all right, I'll get three good hours. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but she needs to go out pretty frequently now. She's like an old person. My senior dog, she's like an old person in that she has to go out a lot more often. Except I didn't really think about the fact that it takes us a good five minutes to get down the stairs. So to get her up and then down the stairs and then outside. So that was a big mess. Uh, it, it, Yeah, it wasn't worth it. So actually on Tuesday, I'm going to try a new strategy. I am going to sleep on the couch. I don't remember the last time I slept on a couch. Seriously. I have a pullout bed on my couch. So you take off the cushions, pull out the bed. I, I guess it used to be called a hide-a-bed. I'm not sure if that's still the same. It, it's a, actually relatively comfortable, except that 
I'm not going to go through the whole process. <laughs> it's a long process of pulling the bed out, making the bed. So instead, I'm just going to try to grab a nap on the couch. Here's my challenge. And I, you guys, I will not take a picture. I refuse. So don't even ask me. I don't sleep when it's super bright out. So I, I have darker curtains in my bedroom. And then I also put pillows on one side of the bed. So as I'm facing that side of the bed or the middle of the bed, uh, they, they kind of block out the light. And I, I don't have any blinds on the living room window. So it's a big bay window. There's curtains there, but they don't really block out the light. And so I'm going to have to wear an eye cover. What what are those things called? Eye a mask. A mask. Thank yeah. you. Right, but uh, so now mask, whatever you say mask, people think you're referring to the mask over your nose and your mouth or just over your mouth as some people wear it. I'm going to have to wear an eye mask. And I remember, this is really funny, where I got this eye mask from. My elderly friend, Margaret, who I just spoke to on the phone over the weekend, she's doing really well, getting close to 90 years old. She is all excited to meet the new hubs at some point. Anyway. Uh, she, she gave me this eye mask because she was very concerned a couple of years ago when she still lived in my neighborhood. She was very concerned that I was not sleeping well in the daytime because it was so bright. And actually, it's it's physiological. Our bodies, even if you use darkened curtains, even if you wear an eye mask, your body still knows. It has to do with your circadian rhythms. Your body still knows when it's daytime. And our physical bodies are not made to sleep in the daytime. That's why there's all these scientific studies done about how bad, <clears throat> excuse me, how bad it is for you to try to, to work overnights, right? Uh, there's all kinds of studies. I refuse to read them anymore. <laughs> but in the past, I've looked at them, and it's not great for people to sleep during the daytime. You don't get the same quality sleep that you do at night. Which is why one of these days or decades, I need to get off the overnight schedule. But anyway... Not today. So I'm going to have to wear an eye mask because it's so bright in the living room. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to disorient me. Have you ever woken up and it's either light out or it's dark out and you can't figure out why? That's happened to me before where I've accidentally either turned off my alarm or slept longer than I was supposed to and it's dark. And you wake up and there's instant panic because it's dark and you can't realize why you don't understand why it's dark. Like you, you lay down to take a nap and then you wake up and it's dark and OMG or the opposite. This is the worst. Go to bed, have to catch an early flight, wake up and it's light out. And you know, like that happened to me once when I had to catch a flight in Boston. Uh, I woke up in Providence Rhode Island had was supposed to get on the road really early <laughs> way before it was light out to get to Logan and catch an early flight out of Boston. But I woke up and it was light out and it took about 2.3 seconds for me to realize <gasps> it's not supposed to be light out. That was one of the worst days ever, ever. Oh my gosh, that was awful. Talk about panic. Anyway, so 
I'm ask it is, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go, or if it's going to be irritating, or if it's going to bother me. And no, I'm not going to share a photo, but I got to stay downstairs with Pen on Tuesday because I don't want her to be climbing up the stairs. She's a trooper, though. She would climb. In fact, I I let her. Well, I helped her uh, on Monday evening, just because she wanted to be upstairs with me. The things we do for our pets. Now I'm about to cop a squat on the couch with an eye mask for the dog. So believe it or not, I used an eye mask for the first time literally like three days ago. When you were flying? Yes. So I had one from a previous flight that they had given out in my travel bag. Oh, they give them out? Not all flights, but this one I was on like a few flights, like a year or something ago. It was just in my bag still. Yep. Um, And it was a long day, and I just was like not having it. And I was like, let me just, the person in front of me had like their light on reading, and it was Mm. late, so it was really bright. So I was like, let me just try this. I had it. I was digging around my bag. I knew it was there. It was, took a second to get used to, but honestly, it wasn't that bad. Kind of So on flights, I just wear sunglasses. Yeah, that works. That's what I do. I have pretty dark sunglasses. It's just that if I, because my head's back against the headrest, it's not, I'm not laying on my face, right? So when you're sleeping with a pillow, it's a little harder to wear sunglasses, Mm -hmm. but that is what I do. I do the same thing just to try to block out the light on flights. Whether it's, I mean, because they generally do turn off the overhead lights. Yeah. And if it's a night flight, like I just flew back from Vegas on a red eye, it was pretty dark in the plane. Um, and you can pull down the window shades. But yeah, when I'm flying first thing in the morning and window shades are up and the sunrise, which is usually beautiful up in the air, but it's shining through all the windows and it's really hard to sleep. Yeah. I'll wear sunglasses. So the eye mask, did it work? It It did. So it's it's a similar idea to the sunglasses. It's just kind of it's it's weird like if you open your eyes for a second and it's just still pitch black. Obviously that's the point of the eye mask, but just to like get used to that takes takes a couple seconds, a couple minutes, but then you just kind of pass out and it's all normal. Wait, I'm first of all, I never pass out on planes, so I'm jealous. I thought you were flying back at night. Is this the time when we need to tell people your crazy travel no, story? No, I was flying back at night, but I was saying it was dark. Oh, the person right. in front had like the, right. was reading, so mm. it was like I don't know. It got in my head. It was messing me up. So I tried to get head. Got in my head. Once I'm in my head, when it's sleeping, it's over. So <laughs> producer Jay is back from his vacation, but it was not a great travel experience either way. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Are also on our Facebook page after hours with Amy Lawrence uh, and producer Jay, whose birthday is Tuesday. If you would like to send birthday wishes to our show account after hours, CBS already did my birthday duty with a big old brunch at the Bellagio in Las Vegas. He got to pick and we went to the Bellagio. Uh, but Jay, what about your travel story? How much time did you spend in airports? Oh, my gosh. Well, the way there, I thought it couldn't get worse. And then I was the way home. It just turned out it was. The way there, I was delayed, I think, five hours in total before we finally took off. And Sitting you, in a New York airport? Oh, my gosh. It's just – and remember how – when we was it? Your trip to Vegas when you were running late, and then the pilot got on the tarmac, and it was like, there's 17 planes ahead of us, but we're cutting them all. Yeah, that didn't happen to my flight. We were delayed about four and a half hours to get to the tarmac, and there was about 17 planes in front of us. Whoa. But wait, we waited for all of them. We were not getting any priority. Actually, yeah. so my flight to Vegas was delayed, and but w- once we took off, it was okay. It was the flight back from Atlanta when there were 18 planes right, in front of right. us, and then all of a sudden, we got 
clearance to jump the line. That's never happened to me okay. in all of my um, uh, like extensive flying history that we got to jump the line. I thought maybe some of your luck would run off because uh, we were so uh, late and I saw the line there. Like we're waiting in it, hours. waiting in it. What do you do in the airport for five? For, I, you live like an hour away. I would have gone home. I, I should have. So we got there three hours early because oh it's an international gosh. flight. And that's what they tell you to do. And they were like, oh, I well, can't believe you're such a rule follower. <laughs> it, it's, it's your family. Gosh. Yes. So, so. We were on the way there. It was already delayed one hour. And they were like, still get here. Like, we might push it in. We're just not sure. And I was like, I'm, I don't like this. But we're still going. And then we get there. And then we get through security, which, of course, that day was fine. We're in and out in 20 minutes. So you ended up at the airport four hours before your flight because you went three hours early and it was delayed by an hour. Right. So now at this point, it's like three and a half, four hours early. Oh, my and gosh. just push it back I again. I would rather stick a fork in my eye. I almost did multiple times. Oh my gosh! So yeah. you so you get to the airport, you get through security, it's super easy, and then what? And then we try to find a place to sit down, and there was like no tables available, so we're kind of just hovering in the one area for like twenty minutes, half hour, waiting for someone to get up. So that killed a little bit of a time. Oh, <laughs> that's that's the fun we oh. had. Yeah, people watching, it was great. Um, eventually, we're just kind of waiting in the area and bored and then like i said we're so behind the pilots are sitting on the plane which is even worse than sitting in the airport is sitting on the plane right yeah and then we get out there whatever it's like finally land it's like 4 a.m local time get to the local airport at hotel. four o'clock in the morning yeah oh. roughly and then uh yes yeah, like you know start our trip on a great note that way wow so what was worse going there or coming back oh coming home was much worse because that was a full day thing where we had to travel three hours on Costa Rican roads, which were like dirt and windy mountain roads. Actually, that sounds really cool. It, it was all right. After like a week of doing it, though, and sitting oh, in the yeah, back yeah, seat, yeah. it's, you know, you kind of right. get a little sick after a while. Mm -hmm. But it was, I mean, whatever, that's fine. Then we get to the airport, get out actually normally there. Then we land in Orlando. And that's where all the fun happens because before we even landed in Orlando, they delayed our plane, so you land, and immediately oh, you get no. that text saying, oh, no. the flight's now three hours no. back. It's supposed to be no. like a 20, you know, half hour, like, over commute like, overlay. No, and you get that sick feeling in your stomach. But then the worst part about the Orlando one was it was about 8 o'clock we were supposed to leave, so now everything closes PM? at p.m., and then everything closes at 9 in the uh, airport, 9 p.m. No! So can't even get a water if you want to. We're sitting there until 12.30. There's no vending machines? Nothing. nothing? There's nothing there. They're not giving us anything. There's no one even there. And we finally get on the plane after four and a half hours of sitting there. And they go, thanks for, so sorry about that. Thanks for getting on. Now we're just waiting for our pilots to get here. <gasps> there's not even a pilot. <sighs> I can't. <laughs> All right, but you have to finish the story. How long did you wait for the pilots? We waited for the pilots for about, oh... The uh, the flight attendant says they're landing shortly. Then we have to wait for them to clear that plane. The one pilot said they're coming from Boston. The one attendant said they're coming from Boston. The other attendant said they're coming from Virginia. I, they have no idea what was going on. Then we were waiting for them for about a half hour, 35 minutes. They finally get there, do their... Then they go, sorry about that. Flight we're check. Here. Yeah. Now we have to put our flight program into the computer. And oh, we have to get the gosh. flight plan. That's another 15, 20 minutes. Oh. So now at this point, we're on the plane for an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, it's it's about one in the morning, Eastern time. Oh, and you left your place in Costa Rica. What time? About 830 a.m., which is oh, central man. time there. By the time you flew from Orlando back to, is it LaGuardia? LaGuardia. Back to LaGuardia in New York City. 
And then you get, I don't know if you had train or car. I know you took the train there. But at, the, at that hour, there's no train, right? No, we had a ride who was luckily stayed up with us. Oh, but, good. Yeah. Okay. So you have a ride. But what time did you actually get home? Got home around 4.30, 4.40 Eastern time. In oh, the morning. man. Because it's a quick flight. It's only, it was like a two-hour flight from Orlando to, to LaGuardia. Ugh. Just couldn't have a, didn't have a pilot. It's and this so is the most. This is multiple times with this airlines where they've scheduled the flight and then didn't have the pilot or didn't have someone to clean the, take the bags off the bottom of the plane, which was delayed an hour. Yeah, I mean, like every other industry in the country, airlines are short-staffed, and so they're asking the same people to do multiple jobs. That sounds familiar. Uh, so not enough bodies to go around. At the same time, though, it's so frustrating. As I was saying about. Uh, Bob's flight last week, and you were already gone. Uh, he ends up having a flight that's delayed an hour. So he sits in the airport an extra hour. Uh, they get all the way out to the tarmac, and they make an announcement that they have to go back to the gate. So they turn around and go back to the gate. They take a passenger off the plane. Oh then they've got to do paperwork, of course, because you've got to do it right then. Forget the people who are sitting on the plane. By the time they finally land in Houston, I mean, they make a little time up in the air, but not a lot. Oh, they also made him check his bag. Even though he bought a ticket that said carry-on included, they made made him check it for free, right? So that, the only thing they mean when they say carry-on included is that you don't have to pay for it. If they want to make you check it, they can. Mm -hmm. So he, because they're running late into Houston and because there aren't as many people working, he waits 30 minutes for his bag, and by that time, the rental car company is closed. I would lose my mind. Can't get there. Uh, no one answering the phone. Calls the national number. They're closed as well. Has to take an Uber home, even though he's already prepaid for a rental car. And then has to turn around and get a ride back to the airport the next morning so that he can get his rental car. Who paid for the Uber home? He did. Oh. Yeah. I mean, there's no recourse. You don't, you don't have any recourse whatsoever the only way that you do is if the airline cancels a flight or if you take one of those vouchers for for taking a later flight otherwise the airlines it's in the fine print not responsible so this one they said that because this it was a point there where there was literally no one even at the gate for hours so we were like this plane is not gonna this isn't happening tonight it ended up eventually the flying out this is when we were coming home from orlando so they said there's the, nobody there. There's nobody there. Oh. And then they said, oh, we could the only reason the only way we could like pay for a hotel for the night or, or give you anything is if it's our fault, if it's a mechanical error with the plane. They get on the on the pilot goes on and goes, well, sorry, we had a mechanical error like on our last plane. And they were like, they, they said that it wasn't. I don't know. So my mom on their really last plane, to, though, like, not them. on your plane. On their last plane, and then so was the, that was the reason for the delay was a mechanical issue. Then they were like, oh, no, like, actually, sorry, it wasn't. <laughs> so it, cause that was the Liars. one reason. I don't know. Oh, it's the worst. And then the, only, the thing that bothered me the most was when we finally get in the air, after five hours of delay, they go, we have headphones and eye mask available for purchase. And I was like, are you? For are, purchase? <laughs> you got to be kidding. No. Oh, my God! I, mean, I didn't need them, but just the, the fact. The nerve, exactly. though. Exactly. The nerve. And what airline was this? This was JetBlue. JetBlue. Are you ever? Oh, I should have known through Orlando. Are you ever flying JetBlue again? No, there is zero chance. Orlando has a lot of issues. It's not a huge airport, and they handle so much volume. 
because of uh, the attraction that it is. But yeah, I've heard such terrible things. Now, I fly Spirit a fair amount of the time, and I've never had any issues with Spirit, but I know a lot of people do. My niece just did Spirit to Mexico last week. Well, she was supposed to, and they canceled the flights and don't... Yeah, they don't offer you any recourse. They don't offer you new flights. They just canceled the flight Sorry altogether. Yeah, too bad. Sorry, we're not going. Uh, and and I do know that Spirit has changed times on me a few, uh, you know, a few different flights. And in one case, I even had to like rebook. Um, but I've never had any issues with them. But it's like that. They make you buy everything, even water. On Spirit, That's you can't ridiculous. even you can't even get water for free. Charging for water? Yeah, they charge for everything. I mean, they didn't even give us out, like handout waters or anything for this one. Sitting there for five hours oh in front of their gosh. in the terminal. Wow! Felt like Tom Hanks in the movie. The customer service is sorely lacking. Tom, Tom Hanks in terminal. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on Twitter, a law radio. I know we all have travel snafus. I'm pretty sure we've done at least two shows over the last 11 plus years about our travel nightmares. One of those happened. Uh, shoot. When we had this major snowstorm, it was Super Bowl week of 21, I think. And I was doing my show from home because we got two feet of snow. And so I didn't end up driving the studio and we uh, stumbled into travel snafus. Anyway, glad to have you with us. Thank you for your messages on both Twitter and Facebook. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We welcome all kinds here on After Hours. Lewis, who's in South Carolina, you're up next on After Hours. Amy. Yes. You know, I'm a Clemson Tiger calling from South Kakalaki. I got to tell you, y'all had me cracking up. I want to have some of that stuff y'all were drinking while y'all doing. I got one more real quick thing, please. Wait, there's no way you could possibly top that. This is a lyric from Eddie Money. I think I'm in love and my life's looking up. I think I'm in love because I can't get enough. I'm in love with your show. I'm in love with you, Amy. Oh, well, that's very sweet, Lewis. I'm a pilot. I got a plane. I'll be there in about an hour. You are one hell of a man. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You know what, Producer Jay? I just thought of a great show question sometime. 
In light of Eddie Money's Paradise, or tickets to two tickets to Paradise, we should ask people what is paradise in sports. To you, what is your sports paradise? Not tonight. Don't do it. Don't send us answers tonight. <laughs> because we're already 90 minutes into the show, so we wouldn't have a full chance to rack it up and and get ready for it. But that's kind of a fun question. Last week, Jay missed out on some really good ones, like toughest job in sports. We got so many great answers there. Or the historical moment that you wish you had been alive to see in person or on TV. And I was talking to my best friend over the weekend. Uh, She and I went to high school together, big history buffs. And she actually had the same answer as me, which I thought was fun. The moon landing in 1969. Yeah. I could have guessed that. Was not alive for that. But it was really neat to see so many answers that span different generations and, of course, different Well, some of you actually went back to ancient history, but different generations, different decades, uh, whether it be 60s, 70s, 80s. So you missed this. Ryan, who was filling in last week for you, is 22 years old. Big music buff. His favorite music is the 70s and 80s. Classic rock, mostly. He wished he had been alive to witness or to uh, participate in Woodstock. That was his answer as a 22-year-old. That's a good one. But would you have ever expected that a 22-year-old would say Woodstock? No, I would not expect that out of Ryan. I, I like that he said that. That's awesome. But no, wouldn't have ever guessed that. Yeah, we got so many answers. Uh, in some events that I was alive to witness, and so you know that our audience runs the gamut from people who are in their 80s to people who are in their 20s. And in fact, we do at times have young younger people high school students or uh, we over Christmas break had a couple calls from a 14 year old in Portland. What was his name? Kyle, Kyle, maybe in Portland. Anyway, he was awesome. He was uh, hiding in a corner of his room because his mom and his dad were across the hall and he didn't want them to hear him. So he was listening to the radio through his headphones, but then he called, I guess on a cell phone and he was in the corner of his room trying to speak quietly. So his parents wouldn't figure him out. That's classic. Yeah, that was over Christmas break. He was extremely popular. Seahawks fan uh, and wanted to call and talk about. Actually, one of the calls that he made was about Russell Wilson getting benched. Oh, that's a perfect segue. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Let's set this next hour up for you. At the top, we've got the latest on franchise tags that won't be applied. (laughs) kind of interesting it's almost the complete opposite of a year ago so franchise tags that will not be applied plus Dion Dawkins I I don't like your language Dion Uh, we're gonna let you hear from him uh, explaining his beef with the Jets just because it's the offseason and it's goofy Um, but also I've never heard of Vlad TV in my life what is Vlad is that like Vladimir Guerrero it's the, that's immediately what I thought of. Yeah, maybe he has his own TV network. It's not him, but that's maybe unfortunate. It be. Well, who is it then? It's Vlad TV. I know, but who who's Vlad? The other Vlad. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Russell Wilson. Even as we were just mentioning our teenage listener who was a fan of Russell Wilson, uh, he is making a lot of headlines because of his comments with Brandon Marshall on the I Am Athlete podcast, and he wants people. 
he wants people to count him out because he's still got something to prove. I think in a 12-year period, there hasn't been much that I haven't gone through. I've been through all the winning, been through some of the losing, not all of it. <laughs> Somebody says some, some of it. <laughs> get, don't get used to it. Yeah, right, right. Because so many people get used to losing. Right. Right. Winning is a habit, but losing is too. Mm. And that's not a habit I'm taking in. Mm. That's not a habit I believe in. Mm. Is losing. So winning's got to be the habit that you get so addicted to. What I'm on right now is this this journey of winning, and everybody sees winning as just the holding the trophy. No, it's the journey, it's the challenge, it's the obstacles, it's the things you got to go through and go underneath and challenge and dodge and, and still also know right. that, man, like, what God's got for me is so much greater than even where I'm standing right now. Even if my feet are in the stand, it feels like you're struggling. Okay, how to get out of it, man? Like, I know what God has for me. What's next is, is, is the process of winning and the habit of winning and the habit of the obsession, the love for it. That's what I love. He's definitely passionate, and he still has goals and dreams and the right perspective. I like what he has to say about the journey because I tell you this a bunch. No team starts a season ready to win a championship. Think about the Super Bowl champs. This year, (laughs) we finally saw the cracks in the dam with the offense. Travis Kelsey... I mean, he came on strong in the playoffs, but he was not good during the regular season. The receiving core led the league in drops. Patrick Mahomes, lowest numbers of his NFL career. Not an MVP candidate until the playoffs. (laughs) And so he and the Chiefs had to walk a bumpy road to get to the point where they were ready to be champions. So I do appreciate that from Russell Wilson. And you hear you hear Mr. Unlimited come out in that snippet of conversation with Brandon Marshall on the I Am Athlete podcast. By the way, he went on 84 minutes. It's nearly an hour and a half. You know what I should do in an upcoming training run? Start the I Am Athlete podcast. And when I get done, I will know that I have gone nearly 90 minutes. It's a lot of Russell Wilson. <laughs> it is. Maybe I'll, uh, fa- no, I can't fast forward. That's the whole point. I think I listened to the whole thing. Unlimited. <laughs> Court storming. It's all the rage right now when it comes to sports radio debates. I'll just tell you the truth. I don't really think there is a solution, at least not a viable one, not one that the students are going to accept. And, okay. Don't be like me. Well, I should say don't be like me. If you're not like me, when I was younger, I was definitely a rule follower. I didn't really color outside the lines, if you will. Now, after 11 plus years of driving in New York City, oh my gosh, the number of traffic laws I've broken in my life. Well, weekly, I mean, if you don't drive aggressively in New York, just get run over. The rats will get you, too. Anyway, so I I don't follow rules as closely as I used to when I was younger. But if someone had told me no storming the court, I I would have obeyed. That's not going to be the case for the majority of students. You tell them not to storm the court, guess what? There are no repercussions for them, so what do they care if the school gets fined? So what is the solution? 
That's a tough question. I honestly don't know what the solution is. Now, it's different than fixing the NBA All-Star game because who gives a crap? Nobody watches it anyway. But it doesn't matter. Unless you go to the game and it's about the star power, that's one thing. But nobody watches that game, and and the athletes don't care. They just mostly don't want to get hurt. But if you're talking about fixing this problem because you're worried about someone getting hurt, maybe there's a greater sense of urgency. But I don't know how you do it. Other than, as some people have indicated, do not give students access to the court or punish the entire student body by keeping them out of a home game if they storm the court. But that sucks because then you're you're really punishing a large group for the actions of a few, though generally that is what works, right? Although I'm not even sure that would work. Do you think some students would rather storm the court, have the experience, and then just not go to the next game? Who cares? Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. But some of you are sending your solutions on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or our show Twitter if you would like to send your birthday greetings and birthday wishes to producer Jay because Tuesday is his B-Day. He's getting so old. Uh, Also on our Facebook page. Thanks for hanging out with us after hours with Amy Lawrence. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. A long pass in the front court, intercepted by Cam Hilder, Point Sounds, and Wake has done it. The Deacons upset Duke by the final score of 83 to 79. And for the first time in four years, Mark, the Deacons off or knock off a top 10 team. Wake stays unbeaten at home, 15 and 0. The students have stormed the court as Wake hangs on to beat the Devils. Disappointed we lost. I'm more concerned about the the well-being of our guys. You know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? It's a dangerous thing. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. John Shire stumping for the end to court storming. And across college basketball, whether it's current or 
retired, current or former coaches and players, this debate right now is all the rage. As for Kyle Filipowski, who was caught up in the court storm, and gosh, it's kind of scary to see. He's out in the middle of the court at Wake Forest. Uh, His coach tries to get to him, tries to help him. Uh, He gets rammed into by a, a fan maybe doesn't even see him. I don't I don't know that it was intentional, but he gets run into by a fan. He gets spun around and then he gets stepped on. Uh and and then you've got other examples this year. Caitlin Clark, the best player in women's college basketball, getting caught up in court storming. People could get trampled too, which is something else. You know, we we think about the tramplings uh in Europe at some of the the major football games at stadiums where there are so many people that it's impossible to do crowd control effectively. And how often I feel like it's at least once a year you hear about people getting trampled in some uh, crazy scene across the pond or somewhere else in the world because the fans are out of control. We don't want that. It just takes one time for this to be a, a worst case scenario. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Now, Steve Forbes, the Wake Forest head coach, did apologize for this incident on Monday on the drive, and he specifically singled out John Shire, the Duke head coach. But as I say, the conversation has gone farther than that. Uh, Shaka Smart, he spoke over the weekend, and we used some of that audio on the first show of the week. He doesn't actually think it needs to be banned. He thinks that the injuries are relatively... Mm. Uh, the the chances of a serious injury are relatively slim, right? So the, we're not talking about injuries that happen all the time. Uh, but you've got guys on the other end of the spectrum, like longtime Kansas coach Bill Self, who really wants to see this addressed now. I certainly don't think it ever should be let them do as they want. I think, uh, uh, and we've 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 probably been stormed on uh, uh, about as much as anybody. I would think at least there was a period of time, like every every uh, road loss we had on a home court, it seemed like it was a court storming. Uh, we've actually gotten uh, uh, better at it because of the way you can prep your team in certain ways and a lot of the 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 safety measures up until recently i think has been with the the visiting team uh educating their own players how to handle it and i mean like calling a timeout with 15 seconds left and it's a 10 point game just to get guys out of the game or whatever or tell them okay don't go out there by stand next to the sideline you know those things happen but even with that, that should not be the responsibility of the visiting team to educate their guys. I, I don't like it. Yeah, the idea that you have to get the players and the coaches off the court uh, before a court storming is nonsensical. And, and it doesn't make – I don't think it makes for a safer solution anyway. How do you hold back – fans who are determined to storm the court, especially when they're so close to the court in basketball. It's different than some of the other sports. But to to try to get them off the court, 
I think diffuses the emotion anyway. And so they're not, I don't know. The whole idea is that you rush the, and I'm speaking about this from a student's perspective. The whole idea is that you rush the court in the throes of emotion to try to hold them at bay until the players and coaches get off the court. You might as well just keep them off the court then. It's, yeah, it's easy to say. I don't I don't know how easy it is to implement. But maybe there's something to a punitive discipline when this happens. I would think the leagues could certainly put stiff enough penalties down uh, on places that do that would certainly deter those things from ever happening. Uh at least in my standpoint, and, and the one that, that everyone's talking about as of recently, that was one of the quickest ones I've ever seen. I mean, that that happened so fast, and if you don't have the proper security in a situation like that, uh, uh, it, it would be hard to imagine that fans do not come in contact with visiting players, which could lead, obviously, to injuries or maybe uh, 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 legal things down the road. So uh, I, I would hope they could just totally do away with them. I just don't know how you do it. Jim Beheim, longtime Syracuse coach, actually player too. He was with Dan Patrick on Monday. I'm very sympathetic. I hope Kyle, I love Kyle Filipowski. I hope he's all right. I really do. But in all the years of all the court stormings I've seen, and, you know, I'm kind of old, so it's probably a (laughs) couple hundred, right? I've never seen anybody get hurt. I mean, that's the first thing everybody's talked about since this happened. Mm-hmm. Player safety, players this. And I've never seen anybody get hurt. Now, it doesn't mean they couldn't get hurt, but it's, you know, it's, it, it's you could stop it. I mean, you'd have to just ring the whole building with police officers with sticks and stuff. Yeah. Sticks? Sticks? No, let's not not have police officers wielding sticks. First of all, who's going to pay for the police officers and their overtime? Is the conference going to do that? Uh, Police officers have much more important uh, jobs to do, and they're already overworked as it is in many cases, so that's not a good idea. I just don't know how you would pay for that anyway unless, as a conference, you decide that's something you want to do. I agree with him. It's rare that we hear about players getting hurt or that this becomes an issue. And students have been storming courts for years. But it only takes one. And and that's the problem is that we've come pretty darn close this season. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The, the court storming experience for students, for, for the athletes, Some of them will tell you that they love it, right? Some of them will tell you that it was such a cool way to celebrate a huge win. So how do you get prevailing sentiment that it's not a good idea, especially among students? I don't know. But it's got to be something that they remember. It's got to be something that they care about. I like this suggestion from John on Twitter, A-Law Radio. You can't stop them from running on the court, but you can strip the home team's win as a punishment. Ooh, could you imagine? The coaches would lose their minds. Just like when fans throw stuff on the ice at hockey games, 
the home team gets the penalty. Well, sometimes, but not for hat tricks. I mean, when octopi get thrown on the ice, I don't recall there being penalties. Loud applause. (laughs) So I agree that you could try to up the ante when it comes to the penalties. I just don't think students care. And if the coaches and the athletes, the athletic directors, the administrators, they make announcements, there's signs, they say, don't storm the court, you're going to cost the team a win, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. Except if you storm the court after a win, you're really going to take the win away? I don't even think that. No. I mean, I like the idea, but I, I, wow. That seems harsh. But I guess we should be open to suggestions. <laughs> it's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 